Hello and welcome to the Joy of Life podcast brought to you by Joy Dewey. Hello everyone. Wow, it's been close to two weeks since my last episode. Um, And honestly, that's because I recorded this episode I'm about to put out. I recorded it and then it never uploaded. So then I got frustrated and then I just let it go. Turns out that the topic for today is something that I was actually dealing with in that time and Um, It took me a couple weeks to allow myself to grow, to give myself the rest that I needed so I could create um, and bring this podcast to you guys from a positive perspective, from a place of fulfillment rather than a place of feeling the need to do something. So um, just wanted to check in and see how everybody's doing today because I know it's been probably an interesting couple of weeks. Um, There was a lot of blue moon energy and just energy in general uh, on Halloween and Um, People have just been going through different mini dark nights of the soul or full dark nights of the soul recently. So the topic that I want to talk about this week is burnout. Um, How does burnout show up in your life? What is it? Uh, How can it begin to control the pleasure and the the fun that you have in your life? And, And how can you move past burnout? How can you start to heal Um, and start to take time for yourself in a way that you hadn't before and and actually do something on the front end. So instead of just waiting for burnout to hit and then dealing with the aftermath, maybe learning the warning signs. Um, This is about learning the, excuse me, this is about learning the warning signs and working on preventing burnout, working on not having a life that you are not fulfilled by, not having a life that you're having to struggle to um, keep energy in, right? We want we want to build a life where it's full of pleasure and love and friendship, connection. And I'm not saying that the bad things aren't going to be there, but I'm saying that in an in an ideal space with yourself, you create enough overflow of energy and love and abundance in your life so that you don't experience burnout because burnout is super exhausting and honestly it it comes out in all areas of life um it can come out in anything that you're doing whether it be job related hobby related whether you like take your hobbies too far um business related career related relationship related maybe you're just giving too much and that's not just like romantic relationships but that's also familial relationships friendships um just there's a lot of ways that you can burn yourself out if you're not having boundaries, if you're not taking care of your needs, if you're not making sure to take care of yourself, because uh, that's one of the biggest, most important things in life is working on taking care of yourself. So I wanted to talk about burnout today, but before I do that, I just gave you a little tidbit of what's been going on in my life right now. Um, but before I do that with the burnout, oops. That was a lollipop. Sorry, that was very loud. I was keeping place in a book. So I got this book for Christmas last year, and it's called The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beattie. And any, it, it comes in a bunch of different covers, but it's all the same. So it's a daily meditation book, um, daily meditations for codependents. And I've been reading it, and I've honestly, I read it every now and again, and I keep forgetting about it. So I, I would like to start reading this book um, for the day on here for all of us because I, I was just getting the urge. I haven't seen what it is yet, but I was just getting the urge to share this book with you guys in this podcast just because they oftentimes really relate to the things that I'm going through. Uh, so timing, November 12th. Wait until the time is right. It is self-defeating to postpone or procrastinate. It is also self-defeating to act too soon before the time is right. Sometimes we panic and take action out of fear. Sometimes we take untimely action for revenge or because we want to punish someone. We act or speak too soon as a way to control or force someone to action. Sometimes we take action too soon to relieve feelings of discomfort or anxiety about how a situation will turn out. An action taken too soon can be as ineffective as one taken too late. It can backfire and cause more problems than it solves. Usually, when we wait until the time is right, sometimes only a matter of minutes or hours, the discomfort dissolves and we are empowered to accomplish what we need to do. In recovery, we are learning to be effective. Our answers will come. Our guidance will come. Pray, trust, wait, let go. We are being led. 
we are being guided. Today, I will let go of my need to control by waiting until the time is right. When the time is right, I will take action. Yeah, everybody take a deep breath. Good stuff. Yeah, that really hits home for me. And that always, um, timing is a big thing for me. I'm one who very much enjoys control, um, very much enjoys everything happening in a timely manner. I plan things a lot. I'm very organized. I'm a Virgo sun, uh, if any of you are into into astrology. So um, there's just a part of me that really enjoys structure and really enjoys knowing the next step because then I don't have to be worrisome or anxious about how that next step is going to turn out. So that's where I've been, honestly, working on trusting the timing of God and not attaching uh, my happiness and my peace to outcomes or people or situations. And that's honestly why I've been kind of closed. Um, kind of, I've gone inward for the last couple of weeks and I haven't been creating as much. And that's just because I'm allowing myself to grow. Uh, I've been learning a lot of things about myself, um, healing some wounds I didn't know I had. So it's, it's getting back to the topic at hand because I really, I really like the timing, but I'm um, this episode is about burnout. Um, that's just where I was. That's just where I was a couple weeks ago. And it's so funny to me how that episode about burnout just refused to upload. Like I let it sit overnight and in the morning I go to try to download the clip, um, that I had taken and it just did not work and it ended up not saving. And so I was like, shoot, I have to do this all over again. Um, because I was doing a lot of things at that time. I was, um, helping out a friend, um, running errands and doing kind of like secretary assistant stuff, which took up way more time than I expected it to. Um, so I wasn't able to fully pour into myself in the way that I have been in the last couple months. Now, one thing I will say I'm proud of myself about is that I'm able to work out consistently. I've had a streak going and I just took a rest day yesterday for the first time in a month because my program my coach was telling me to take a day off, um, to rest. And that was really awesome because I don't need a streak to prove that I have the, to prove to myself that I have the motivation to get things done because I've taken that time to move through those burnt out areas of my life in these last couple of weeks, because I've taken time to slow down and stop creating so much and go into what is really going on with my body, what's going on with me, and how do I need to rest more or take care of my energy more? Because I was really, I was doing too much. And um, you you know that feeling when you're doing too much and you're on the edge of exhaustion and your body is just fighting against you or your emotions, like you're very tired, but like either your mind is tired and your body's awake or your body's tired and your mind's awake and it's just like, a weird place to be. Um, I was in that mode just because I was dealing with some things emotionally. Uh, I had moved into something too quick. I had attached my happiness, my peace to an outcome and it got ripped out from under me. And so I had to deal with the backlash of that. And that was another lesson for me. Um, And actually it's something I really appreciate because it allowed me to grow and it allowed me to step back and stop creating from a forceful and masculine energy place, right? Because the masculine energy is due, like whenever we get into masculine and feminine energy, not really genders, but just that energy, masculine energy, whenever it's in its most disempowered state is all go, 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 push, 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 um, even through need to rest or even through pain or even through strife or whatever that is. Um, but empowered masculine is just getting it done, right? So I haven't really been in my feminine. I haven't really been, and feminine is going with the flow. Feminine is fluidity when it's empowered. Um, it's allowing yourself to follow, to be led, kind of like when uh, I read this short little blurb about timing and allowing yourself to flow with that time. Um I hadn't really been in my feminine energy. I've been trying to create from a place of needing to get things out, uh, but it hasn't been fun for me or it hasn't been fulfilling for me. And so I've had to really take a look at that um, these past couple of weeks. And that's why I've taken a break. And I'm happy to say that I feel more centered and more grounded and more like myself, honestly, uh, than I did two weeks ago. And I feel better bringing you guys this content now because 
I'm in a better headspace and I'm able to better facilitate for you because my biggest thing is I want to be able to work on supporting myself daily, supporting who I am and what I need daily so I can turn around and give that support to you guys so I can hold that space for you to be fully who you are, right? Because that's the whole point of this thing. That's the whole point of the self-love journey is learning how to love yourself, right? Learning how to love all of yourself, learning how to be there and take care of what you need. And so I have just been honestly doing just that, um, doing just that. And I hope that you guys can take the time whenever you're feeling that energy, take the time to do that as well. So we're going to talk about, um, what burnout looks like, and we're going to talk about how we can create preventative measures and how we can work through burnout so we can have a more fulfilled life. Yeah. So, but let me take a drink of water really quick because Yes, that was all ice. Icy water. That's the way I live. I like icy water. What can I say? Okay. So burnout. What is burnout, right? Burnout is a reaction to prolonged stress. Prolonged stress. Excuse me. All stress is not bad. However, too much stress is not really good at all. Um, short peri- So short periods of stress are normal. But um, with everything going on, especially these last couple weeks with the election, uh, and especially that also in part too is I think why I've stepped back because the collective energy for those four or five days that the votes were being counted, it was like a collective held breath in America, like a collective both sides, both political parties and all Americans were just holding out Um, anxious energy about what the outcome was going to be. So short periods of stress are normal, right? Like stressing for a couple days to your upcoming test or a job interview or something really big that you're speaking at, you know, it's okay to have different periods of stress as long as you're not living and um, sinking into that stress daily, right? Because then that's where it becomes dangerous. And especially with the election stuff, with COVID going on, um, cases spiking again, uh, travel being stressful, just everything with just the world, the state of the world right now is so understandably a cause for stress or concern. However, it, it's only a cause for stress and concern if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not taking care of the things that you need to, right? Um, work on working through, um, where that stress comes from, because a lot of times we're stressed about these election things or these pandemic things, because we're fearful for our safety, right? It's not like we really, um, it's not like it's the election we're worried about. It's the aftermath of the election. It's the power, it's the powers that be and the, and the powers that, you know, could possibly control an outcome of your life, right? But that's not the case. That's not really what it is, right? It's just fear. Um, and it's, it's fear about the unknown. It's fear about being unsafe, feeling unsafe, you know, um, and that fear and that anxiety and that constant stress, that constant pressure absolutely will lead to burnout. So you got to really be careful of that. And you got to really make sure to take care of yourself, turn off the news every once in a while, it's going to be there, you can come back to it. But don't live in a constant state of fear. Yeah, don't follow the media so closely. Don't follow the pandemic so closely that you're afraid to like, open the door, you're afraid to just be right. So make sure to clear your energy and not get stuck in that negative cycle because that can really do damage on your, your energy and it can really cause burnout. Yeah. So when we exceed our capacity for stress, we experience burnout, right? What are some signs of burnout, right? So many people experience a three way mind, body shutdown, emotional exhaustion, physical fatigue, and cognitive weariness. So it's not just like you're feeling kind of tired in your head. It's a full body, full mind shutdown. Your your body is done, right? It's emotional exhaustion. Your, your body is physically fatigued. Um, your brain is just tired. You're worn out. It's past the point of... Um, past the point of healthy, past the point of safe for you, it gets into really like, um, 
I would say the phrase serving with an empty battery, right? You're serving and you're giving energy to people that you don't have yourself. And so that leads to, honestly, whenever I did that and I kept getting burnt out and burning myself out for other people, that led to resentment for me. That led to me resenting the people who were taking all of my time and energy and who were taking advantage of me. And, you know, they were doing just fine and I was over here drowning myself to try to get their attention or get their approval. And so that caused resentment on my end because I was like, how could you do this to me? How could you not give the same energy that I'm giving. I'm over giving, right? But here's the caveat to that. Here's the caveat to where I was at too. Um, you're allowing that. You're giving more of yourself. And the issue with that is whenever you give more of yourself, whenever you don't hold a boundary, and especially if there's an expectation of return there. So let's say, let's just do kind of an easy example. So let's say a guy buys a girl dinner, right? So he gives of himself. Maybe he didn't really have that extra money to give on a date, but he was like, yeah, well, you know, maybe this will get me somewhere um, if I buy her dinner. So he goes out of his way and he stretches himself probably more than he should. And I, I'm sorry, this is like the fastest example I could think of. So if it's not the best, just bear with me. Um, so he's he's going out of his way. He's stretching a limb to buy this dinner. It's probably more than he should. Like he's probably going to be eating ramen the rest of the week. And he wants something to come out of this. Now on the other end, she is just, her perspective is she's just been asked to, asked to dinner. She doesn't really know this guy. Maybe she's a little bit weirded out or maybe she's just not interested in general. And so she'll accept the free dinner because he offered, right? So whenever you offer, it's it's customary to pay. So he offered. So she's like, okay, yeah, I'll do this. But then after the end of the night, she just goes home and nothing happens. Now, in a situation where he's overgiving and he's overexpecting, he's going to go home pissed off. Because he expected, oh, I gave out. I went above and beyond. I bought dinner. <laughs> Some men think that's above and beyond. By the way, that's not. That's the, like, that's the bottom line. But anyway, besides the point, back to the example. Um, he's like, I went out of my way to buy dinner. I stretched myself and, like, sh I expected... In his head, he's expecting to get some sort of return for his overdoing, right? For his overexerting, for his not having boundaries on his side, right? And then he's expecting something from her that she's not keen on. She doesn't know that he has this thought process, right? You know, people don't know whenever you're giving of yourself too much. And, and you know, maybe they do, but maybe they don't care. And that's not the best thing, but that's just what life is, right? You got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. So... Don't, in this situation, don't be the guy that is giving overtly of yourself more than you sh feel that you can because you're wanting something in return or you're wanting to be liked or you're just wanting to be belong, like you wanting to belong or feel belonging, right? Make sure that you're really taking time to set boundaries about your energy and where you're giving it to because like I've started to realize more now and I've been taking care of myself and, and stepping up my standards as far as what I can do and, and being honorable and being honest, you know. Um, my, I'm realizing more and more now that my time is very precious. The things that I want to get done, the dreams that I have, the goals that I have during weeks, um, it's really important for me to get these things done because I want to create momentum in my business. I want to grow, right? So I'm having to learn how to have solid boundaries and how to make time for the things that I want to do in life. Because otherwise, if I always just gave and gave and gave and gave other people my time, I would be experiencing burnout. I would have no time for myself, no time for my vision or my passion. And then I would be a mess. Then I would be expecting everybody else to give themselves, you know? So I have really noticed where that headspace of burnout gets me, where that allowance um, of giving energy I don't have, where that gets me. So I just really wanted to talk about that. And it's funny because the first time I tried to talk about that, God was like, no, honey, you're burnt out right now. You need to chill. So um, I just find it interesting 
how even through wanting to speak about this and wanting to help and heal others, I'm in the process of realizing that I still have to heal in this area. Um, you know, even while I'm building the business of my dreams, even while I'm doing the things that I've really wanted to be doing and, and creating change in a way that I've been wanting to create, right? So it's just been a super awesome, introspective, um, and refreshing couple weeks. Hold, please. <sighs> Gotta stay hydrated, people. Um, I've been drinking less water than I should today, so... I'll be drinking a lot of water on here probably because I like to talk, if you didn't know. So with burnout, with this fatigue, with this exhaustion that we experience um, when giving of ourselves too much, a sense of numbness can start to set in. Um, and since burnout doesn't happen all at once, often people ignore the signals. So the thing with burnout is it's not like all of a sudden one day you're just walking on the sidewalk and you get like body slammed with the signs of burnout and then you're like out for the count. Um, burnout happens slowly over time. You'll start to notice a lack in your energy, a lack of motivation. You'll start to notice a numb feeling, a kind of autopilot set in where you really just are dreading every piece of the day um, and you're really not wanting and, and not having any motivation to do anything about it or do anything different, right? So this, this experience, this burnout can creep up over a long period of time. So you really have to make sure that you are being aware of the early signs of burnout, right? You're being aware. So, so yeah, just wanted to give a little bit of my timeline with burnout. So, I mean, except for my, well, even my most recent endeavor with burnout, realizing while I'm recording that podcast and afterwards that I was in a space of burnout. So I've experienced burnout in, in many different areas in my life over the past, well, 24 years, I guess. I don't remember like the first five years, but like, I've just, I am one to experience burnout because I'm one of those people that always had to be right and I always had to do my best and I was a perfectionist for a long time. So that really doesn't lead to self-care or um, <laughs> an overflow of energy and abundance. So, um, so I was in college for six years. Um, I was a dance major. Graduated the spring of 2020 amidst all of the beginning of the COVID craziness. Uh, so I was working well, working on my degree for six years, right? Right after high school, uh, three years at a community college and then three years at a university, which I absolutely loved. And so um, I was doing that. And then in the summers I would travel all summer long. I would be gone and I would have to pay for that travel because I was in the Blue Devils, I was in the color guard. And so we went and toured, we performed across the country every summer uh, for years. I did this for five years total and four years at the Blue Devils. Um, one of my other years was at Crossman. Go Bones, I love Crossman. But um, just going through school in the uh, winter, the fall, the winter and the spring, and then spending all summer traveling, it really led to kind of, it led to exhaustion, especially having to provide for everything financially um, and having to pay my way through school and get financial aid help and pay my way through Blue Devils and pay my way for all the things I wanted to do. And uh, I moved out in 2017, uh, moved out with a roommate because I wanted to experience freedom. And so I was paying for that too. So a there were several points along the way where I had many meltdowns or many burnouts where I would just um, kind of forget why I did what I did, forget what I loved about the things I was doing, whether it was color guard, because also while I was going to school, I had two or three jobs at a time, depending. Um, sometimes I taught at multiple high schools. I taught color guard, um, directed the high school color guard teams um, for a long time, all, exactly as long as I was in college. That was a really um, steady job of mine, but I would do it at different high schools. So I would have sometimes two or three jobs while I'm going to school. And then I'm also working in the summer via traveling and performing, you know? So it was very go, go, go for me for a long time. I mean, all the way up, I did sports and choir and 
um, color guard and dance in high school, middle school. Uh, I've just always done things. I've always been doing, you know? So that really hasn't led to a lot of vacation time. It hasn't led to a lot of off time, a lot of breaks. I find even in spring breaks and Thanksgiving breaks, I was working to make extra money. Um, and even the little time I had at the beginning of the summer and the end of the summer between school and Blue Devils, I was working to make a little extra money. I was always, always working. And if I wasn't working, I was performing. Um, and, and I'm not saying that it was a horrible time because that, that was some of the best time of my life. I love the Blue Devils. I always will. Um, it was a, an amazing experience. It was incredible, but I wasn't really taking good care of myself back then. I wasn't really aware of burnout. I wasn't really aware of the effects it had on me and the mental states, the negative mindsets that I would get in because I was just so exhausted and so burnt out. I didn't know how to take care of myself or set boundaries or say no. Uh, and so I really gave of myself more than I should have. Um, and I was in a sense undervalued in certain areas. Um, just throughout my time after high school, um, once I started going and going, I was undervalued and I just, you know, I didn't really understand how important my time was, how important it was to stay healthy um, and fulfilled because that just leads to a beautiful and pleasure-filled life, right? So, like, I just wanted to give you a snippet because I've really, I've been a friend to burnout. Not that I really want to be, but it's, it's definitely something that has showed me in multiple areas of my life at multiple points. It's been the thing that said, hey, slow down. Hey, you need to take care of yourself. Hey, it's time to do this thing that you've been putting off. It's time to take time for you. Yeah, your burnout will show you the places that you can do better. It will show you the places that need more love in your life, right? And that's really what it's for. And so I'm, I'm, I wanted to speak on this podcast because it's not to say that burnout is just a horrible thing and you're horrible if you get burnt out because that's not it at all. Um, I just want to bring awareness to burnout and awareness to what it is and why it pops up in our life and how we can move through it and use it as a way to learn how to better take care of ourselves, right? Because that's what burnout is. It's a warning sign. Burnout is the beginning of, hey, if you don't start taking care of me, I'm going to get sick. If you don't start taking care of me, I'm not going to last you long. If you don't start taking care of me, I'm going to start rebelling against you. Yeah, your body holds your energy. So if you're living in negative space, if you're living in burnt out energy, it will show up in your life, right? It will show up in your space. It will show up in the way that you do things day to day. You got to take care of yourself. That's like top tier, number one, most important. And in this society, oftentimes we're taught to be selfless. Um, and I was discussing this with a friend the other day and, and I kind of realized with them, it's in a sense, you have to be f to a certain degree selfish in order to be selfish, self, excuse me. <laughs> Let's try that again. Um, to a certain degree, you have to be selfish in order to be selfless because you have to be selfish with your time, your energy, your boundaries. You have to set your needs in order to be selfless and give give of overflow and outpour into the lives of others and create from a place of abundance, right? You need to be able to be centered um, in that, in that fulfillment. You need to be selfishly selfless, right? Um, take care of yourself with the passion so that you can overflow and take care of others. And that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm working on. Um, right. That's, that's honestly, that's my purpose. That's what I'm doing. So, um, I can only record up to 30 minutes on my laptop, but we haven't even gotten to how to conquer burnout. So I'm going to stop this and then I'm going to start another recording and we're going to go into how we can conquer burnout, how we can start working on self care, um, and really take back our life. Right? Yeah. So let me stop and restart. I will be right back. <sighs> Hello, everyone. 
And I'm back. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been talking about burnout and basically what it looks like and how it shows up in your life. And I've given a little bit of my journey and I just want to get back into it. Um, the second half is going to be about how to conquer your, your burnout, how to build habits into your everyday lifestyle so that you can have um, fulfillment, so you can have boundaries, so you can be free to choose what you're going to spend time and energy on. Yeah. And then in that way, it therefore prevents burnout because you're doing the things you need to and not doing the things that you don't need to. Right. So let's get right into it. So how to conquer burnout. So the first tip, um, the first tip that I have here is structure your day. So it's essential to create boundaries between work and home. Um, so I think this is a super important one and I think a lot of different job jobs bleed into home. A lot of different jobs can bleed into working in an office or working in a workspace to then, um, taking your work home with you. Now, sometimes that might be teachers or choreographers definitely have to take time outside of, um, dance projects, uh, to choreograph, to create, right? So, uh, making sure biggest thing about structuring your day, making sure that you have a space for work, go, go, go do things, get things done and a space for relaxation. Like I don't want to equate my bed to sending emails and working on things and grading papers and choreographing or whatever that looks like researching. I don't want to equate my bed, the place where I lay my head with all of that high intensity work. You know, I don't want to take that work, that energy into my space home, because if I keep doing that too often, then it leaves me feeling exhausted because I'm always on edge. I'm always ready to go work wise. And I'm always stimulating that side of my brain. I'm not leaving any room for rest. So the first tip is structure your day, structure your day to where you have boundaries between work and home. Super, super, super important. Make sure that you're taking time for yourself. That does not include work. Yeah. The people that love you, the people that live with you want to spend time with you. Make sure that you're not so sucked into work that you can't spend at least a little bit of time with your family. And if you are, then maybe look at how that's affecting your familial relationships, your romantic relationships, your friendships. Uh, really take a look at what that's costing you to constantly be working, to constantly be on the phone, to constantly be busy, to not have that boundary, right? To not have that space to relax. What does that feel like? To me, that feels like high stress, high intense energy and no calm. And I just can't do that. You know what I mean? My body will say, Joy, you need to stop, right? So only work in times and spaces cut out for work times and spaces, right? So only work between X hours and X hours, make time for yourself and then spaces. I'm not going to work, um, in my bedroom or I'm not going to work in my family room where I watch my favorite TV shows, you know, having an office space is important, right? And even if you end up having an office space at home, even if you do have to take some work home, make sure that you have a dedicated space to your work so that that doesn't bleed into the, all the other places. So like once you leave your office, right, whether that be your work office or your home office, once you leave that space, you can feel free to leave the work at the door, right? Leave the work behind you. Don't let your work live in every single room of your house because that to me does not create peace. So create clear time blocks for that. Yeah, make sure that you're um, being really diligent about work hours and rest hours. You need both, right? It's balance. So the second tip for, uh, preventing burnout is to take reset breaks. So work in 90 to 120 minute chunks so you can take regular breaks. And honestly, you only need about five minute breaks. It's not like you need to take 12 hours off or like 20 minutes. Like honestly, uh, whenever you're working, taking five minute breaks to step up, stretch, get hydrated, go to the restroom, uh, become a human again, kind of get some, maybe get some fuel. If you take that time in between long chunks of working, you'll find that you have more energy and more boost to get you through to that end. It doesn't feel like one long monotonous life sentence, but when you break it up, 
and take five minute breaks, rest for yourself, and just completely relax during that five minutes, it will give you that boost of energy you need to create from a place of overflow, create from a place of um, rest or reset versus that place of I've been sitting at this desk for like eight hours, six hours, four hours, and I'm absolutely done, right? Whatever that is for you. Sitting in front of a desk, not moving for a long period of time is really draining, right? And it's really bad for your posture if you're not paying attention to it. Aka, me right now, I just checked myself, my posture, because my microphone is forward. Oh, called out. So yeah, so take this five minutes this five minute break to step away, hydrate, uh, reset, stretch, etc. Right. All right. Number three is connect with others. Super, super important. Connect with others. We are wired to be social and connect with people. Don't isolate, fill up your bucket. So a lot of times when we get sucked into work, um, and a lot of times I have been coming across and meeting a lot of people who just move for work. And so they're down here in a work sense, but they don't have any friends. They don't have any time for themselves, any places that they can go to rest and relax and hang out. And I just, honestly, whenever I have conversations with these people, I feel really sad. I, fe I feel sad for them and I feel sad for the connection that's being missed out on because it's important to be able to get away from work every once in a while. It's important to be able to connect with other humans who understand, um, you know, the work life, who understand, just life in general. It's important to connect to people because when you allow yourself that connection, that's such a fulfillment. Um, like that creates such fulfillment. Um, just having connection with others and being with other people who are in that same boat as you, right? That helps buoy you up. That's such a support. So make sure you're connecting with others. Yeah. Make sure you're loving on others. And that includes yourself. Make sure that you're connecting with yourself too. Taking time to do things that you love, taking time to do things that make your soul sing, right? Not just working, not just doing it for the boss or for the job, you know? Um, so really make sure you're taking time for that, right? So connect with others. It's super, super important. People want to love you. You have so many people in your life that love you, whether you realize it or not on earth and in heaven, right? As above, so below. You have people that are here for you in such a big capacity and want you to succeed in every area. So make sure that you're feeling that love and feeling that support and connection because that can really help release um, some stress, release worry, and that can help you feel safe and grounded. You know, and that connecting with other people, connecting with my friends always brings me back down into my heart space. It, it makes me, fills up my cup, honestly. It makes me feel loved. I just enjoy being in the presence of my friends because we just gel really well and we have great conversation and we get away from all of the things that are super heavy and we take time to just reconnect and say, how are you doing today? Like, how is your life? Uh, you know, and that's just something that's super important for me and something that honestly fills up my cup day in, day out. Um, I definitely take time to connect with myself separate from other people, but that is not without being with others. Yeah. Being with others is such a big and important piece of feeling fulfilled. Yeah. Support is very important and something I've learned, especially in my business aspect, having mentors, having people who can push you, having people who can want the best for you without, you know, pushing your boundaries, people that can just honor you, you know, so really be on the lookout for that. Be open to people, um, who you connect with and, and be open to people who you can conversate with and, and do interesting things with, right? We don't want to just all be going to work and then going home and, and watching TV and going to sleep, going to work. And, you know, it gets so tedious and tiresome, right? So that one. So number four, and guys, pre precursor to number four, uh, I realize that I've been doing this for the last month and a half now, and I kid you not, this is a game changer. This is a game changer. Regular exercise. Tip number four, regular exercise, game changer. I feel great. I feel motivated. I feel healthy. And it's really, it's, and it's not like I have a six pack, you know, whatever, but like, I love my body right? I, I work on loving my body daily, loving the things that people would call imperfections and embracing who I am and working out regularly. Now I'm not like a size two, but I feel amazing. 
I feel healthy. I feel motivated and energized because I'm working out every day. I'm staying active, doing something I love and challenging myself, right? Um, like working out releases endorphins, right? Working out at the end, it gets your blood flowing. It gets you pumping. So, and if you have a stigma against working out and it's just something that's so painful for you, I didn't say regular working out. Now, working out is something that I've been doing personally that really works for me, but it's just exercise, regular exercise, getting out and taking a walk around your neighborhood, 20 minutes, 20 minute walk around your neighborhood. Maybe put on a podcast in your ear or listen to some music that you've been wanting to listen to or, or watch a cute YouTube video, right? So regular exercise, and I'm going to put it in not even regular I'm going to say daily exercise, making sure to try to take breaks or rests, you know, um, when you need it or when it calls for it. If you're working out a lot, uh, like I had a full body workout on Tuesday, super, super, um, calories, stress, sweat burning. And my coach told me to take a day off. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to honor my body in the fact that it needs to recover. Right. But make sure if not daily exercise, then definitely weekly exercise, regular exercise, working out, walk, run, any other activity, whether it's like rock climbing, uh, archery, um, you know, jumping jacks, push-ups, crunches. It doesn't have to be like mind altering in order to just be something that's a boost, something that can add a little bit of motivation um, and, and energy to your day, right? Working out for me is such a release um, and it's such an energizer and it's super, super important to my daily motivation. It keeps me motivated. It keeps me honest um, and it keeps me feeling honestly fantastic. It keeps me feeling great. I feel great in my body. Um, I love the way that I've been taking care of myself and regular exercise is a part of that. So it's an essential way to conquer burnout and keep you motivated. It helps keep you healthy and releases endorphins for a better overall mood. Yeah, better overall mood. All right, and number five, this is a big one. Number five, do what inspires you. And yeah, that's it. Do what inspires you big one. So find a bit of time each week to deeply immerse yourself into a hobby or something you're passionate about. It helps you connect with you, build energy and motivation. So now I'm not saying devote like hours upon hours to something that, you know, you enjoy. I'm just saying stay inspired. Yeah. Stay doing things that you enjoy. Now, whether that be on the side or whether you want to create that as your daily life, your daily business, your daily habit, right? So do something that inspires you because inspiration and passion and creativity all feed off of each other. The more inspired you are, the more passionate you are, the more that you want to create. And then your creation inspires you and it becomes a spiral of motivation and forward moving. Um, and so that honestly is a game changer. <sighs> Drinking so much water today. And doing things that inspire you are a game changer. Um, it's completely... Oh, sorry, there's a hair in my mouth. Ugh. It's a completely new thing because if we just go to work, and especially if your work is a job, it's something that you do to pay the bills and not because you enjoy it. And, and that's a lot of people. And I, I respect you, mad respect for doing something you don't really want to do in order to provide. That's hard. So props to you for that. But if you're in the midst of that, if you're doing something like that, where you're not really being able to feel fulfilled in your job, make sure you're taking time outside of it to cultivate a hobby, cultivate something you love, whether that's horseback riding, archery, um, coaching, pottery, you know, whatever that is, photography. It's been a really, really uh, popular hobby recently, you know, just helping others feel beautiful. So make sure that you have something that you're passionate about, that you're doing often. Uh, because if you're keeping that passion, you're keeping that fire alive, that keeps your drive going and it keeps you focused on not where you're at right now, not with the trouble that, you know, or the hardship or the negativity you maybe you be living in because of all the jobs, all the work that you're having to do, but having that passion and igniting that fire and keeping that going 
helps you look towards the future and to what you want to be doing and to where your end re- end result is and and to the it it helps point out hey like this is why I'm here I'm doing this job that I don't particularly like or enjoy a hundred percent because I know I want to get to that passion point I want to be able to support myself and then do something I'm passionate about and live a fulfilled life right that's why we're here as humans we're not just here to suffer and die right I want to have fun in this life I want to have pleasure like I want to do all the things so I'm looking forward to the things that I'm passionate about, the things that create change. I want to do that every day. I want to live in that. I want to live in that pleasure, right? So do things that inspire you. Big, 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 big thing. Do things that inspire you. So important. So those are my five tips for you today um, about uh, preventing burnout and moving through burnout. And so I want to give you a self-care tip. And then I've added just a couple things. Like I've just have feelings. So I have a self-care deck. It's the sacred self-care Oracle and it's by Jill Pyle. And so I'm going to give you a tip of my own. And then actually I'm going to draw a card for you, an Oracle card about how you can better take care of yourself a self-care tip that you may be needing that the collective is maybe needing to experience this week. Um, just because I want to give you a little bit of insight into how you can better care for yourself, right? And how you can better take care of the things you need. So the self-care tip that I'm going to give you right now is to cleanse your auric field. Sage, Palo Santo, clean your space, your room, get rid of the old. So um, if you don't know what cleansing is, basically you get sage or Palo Santo, different plants, different woods, um, and light them. And then you you run the smoke, like, you know, not right, right in your face, but like far enough away. You rub it, not rub it, you wave it gently in front of your body and over your entire body and it cleanses your energy. It removes negative energy. Now, I would suggest doing that to your body because you hold a lot of energy in your body and I would also suggest doing that to your space, going around and cleansing your space with different things because energy gets stuck in places, right? There are blocks that can occur if you're not moving through energy in the way that you should, okay? so. So that's my self-care tip. Clear your auric field. Cleanse it, cleanse it, cleanse it. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself. All right, so that. And then the last thing for this episode, I'm going to pull a card for you. I know, the card sounds so nice. All right, so for the collective, how can we take better care of ourselves today? What is something we can do in the next couple days all of my people watching well listening um how can we better take care of ourselves and our needs these next couple days oh shit that's it that's the one wow Mm. spend time with friends guys spend time with friends uber uber important and i really love this card it's three girls sitting around tarot decks and tea and books and coloring books and just little food and stuff you got the moon in the background oh my god shut up (laughs) so i'm describing this spend time with friends self-care card and i'm seeing that this self-care card has tea in it now there was a second card that popped up um and it was make tea (laughs) I'm dead. So the two cards, out of all of the cards in the entire deck, out of all of the cards in the entire deck, this spend time with friends has tea in it and then the tea pops up. Drink tea. That's how we can better take care of ourselves. Tea is very refreshing. It's very, I love tea. Oh my God, I'm a tea and coffee queen. I'm a tea and coffee lady. It's like number one for me. Um, But yeah, so guys, that's what I'm hearing for us. To spend time with friends. Wasn't I just talking about connection in this episode? Coincidence? I don't think so. So spend time with your friends, drinking tea. Yeah, hanging out, enjoying life um, and cleansing, cleansing yourself, cleansing your aura. Yeah, start working on now. 
Something else that really helps with burnout is having boundaries because if you're constantly giving and giving and giving, you don't have a threshold for boundaries. You don't know how to say no. So you can go back into my earlier episodes and one of them is about boundaries. I don't know which episode, but it says it on the title. So feel free to go back and um, take a listen and really dive into what your boundaries look like and how you can continually take care of your boundaries and how that also plays into burnout. So, I mean, really guys, all of these things, all of these negative situations and lessons that we go through are all kind of intermingled and intertwined. You know, it's all very similar. It's the same boat. We're all living in the same boat, right? So, Wow. Um, Thank you guys for being here today. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for taking some time for you and taking some time for what you need. Uh, I just think that the cards that I pulled are super cool for today. And I just, um, I really appreciate you guys being here and taking care of yourselves and doing that through me supporting you. And I I appreciate it. And I just want to tell you guys, um, Whatever, because the outcome came out and Biden's the projected winner as of this moment. Um, Could that change? Yes, possibly. But as of this moment, Biden is the projected winner for the U.S. So however you're dealing with that, however that's coming up for you, just make sure that you're honoring your stress right now. You're honoring your worry. You're honoring your anxiety. Um, And really, really working on settling that and giving that love because I know it's all of our edges, our nerve edges are frayed right now. Um, just so much tension and stress going on around the world. And I honestly am probably going to cleanse my aura after this because I'm just feeling into that energy right now and it's heavy, right? So make sure you're taking time for yourself. Give yourself some grace. We are in unprecedented times in this pandemic in one of the most stressful and hate inducing and just sideways elections. Um, of a long time like this has been one of the really toughest and most violent elections in a long time so make sure that you're honoring that and honoring that you are doing hard things you are moving through life when we're going through difficult times right now yeah so i'm gonna be signing off um i'm sending love to you all and i hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week your month your life your 2020 uh keep kicking ass um Yeah. Thank you guys.